It's uh, it's Monday, the thirty first of October. That means it's audio podcast time. Yay! Yay! <laughs> this is Ace. So, T- today's have... audio podcast. There's loads of us. There's four. Let's. Um, I'm I'm Sam Freeman. I'm here. Hello. I'm a Scott Hewitt as always. I'm here. I'm Scott McLaughlin. I'm here somewhere. Every time I speak, my head will become close to the screen. <laughs> uh, and and I am Adam Yanch, and uh, Scott. I don't know if they can actually see your face, so I don't think that information is going to help anybody. No, really... no. For, yeah, the, well. for the Justin TV viewers, we are just a big logo. That that is all we are. Just a big logo. Oh. oh. It basically. I'll just explain quickly why we're on Google Plus today. This is a hangout. If you want to join in our hangout, then. Well, let us know, and at some point in the future, we'll set that up, and you can come in. Well, it's always going to be at 7 o'clock on a Monday, actually, so there you go. You can just <laughs> spot it. So it's kind of fun, and that's kind of cool. Maybe some random people will join in as we go, which would be kind of nice. Um, shall we Shall we get started with the, with the stuff, then? Shall we get into the show straight away? Yes. Okay, so first Woo! up, the music production show is back, but in a different place. They're now in London. Awesome stuff. Uh, the 11th to the 12th of November. We we had a fun time there earlier on this year, didn't we? Was it earlier on this year? Yeah, it was. They were in Leeds in I don't know summer ish. Some of her time, they were at the Royal uh, Armouries, and it was great. Yep, it, it was great. We did we get any really cool stuff? I'm trying to think. Um, had some great chats. Well, was, I got that's when I got back into Reason. I was I was sold by the guy showing me the thing, gave me the disc. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we we saw loads of yeah we saw loads of cool toys actually, didn't we? That was kind of fun. It's um, yeah. That was before we'd fallen out with Avid. <laughs> I remember that. How was it? And we made up last week. We made up. We made up with Avid last week as well, didn't we? Which is nice. So. You know, oh, I didn't hear last week's show. Did you mention Pro Tools Ten by any chance? Yes, but positively, and I think in a fairly positive light. I think. <laughs> Yeah, it was positive. I think there's been a lot of non-positive coverage of Pro Tools 10, and I think we're gonna we hit some of that later on in the show, don't we? So, but yeah, but the well, music production show. If you're in London, it's a great show to go to. It was the Le- well, the Leeds version was an awful lot of fun. Maybe we could go to this version again. Well, it's a bit of hassle to go to London, though, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe it's at the Emirates Stadium. Well, at least that's the right like north end of London. I don't know. You got anything well, else to say about that? Um, people seem to be happy to be there. I've had emails from IK Multimedia in their newsletter. They were saying they're going to be there. And oh no, that's a different one. Have we are we mentioning that? Uh, I don't know. And um, propeller heads. Hang on, I might be getting mixed up between different things there. There's so many different. If you've got another show you want to mention, it's not in the notes. But why not? Go for it. Um, well, I think we mentioned it last week. The um, the DV Computer Audio Expo thing is a different thing. It's not the same thing. And that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah, we did talk oh about that last week, though. Yeah. We did. We have talked about that, but this is something else. This is something which we've been to before, and yeah, fair enough. The we should the DV shows like next uh, mm. this weekend, isn't it, or something? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is. Well, it's not yet, is it? It's just like now, whereas because this isn't quite now, it's soon. Does that make sense? Okay, I think we massacred our first uh, news item there in a very neat way. Good work, everybody. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Everybody, get everybody, give yourself a tap on the back for achieving greatness with that story. Shall we? Uh, shall we try the next story then? 
Yeah. Can I introduce this one? Go Can for I it, Adam. You go one? for it. Yeah. Um, so Apple has given away their um, Apple lossless audio codec, or as I like to call it, ALAC uh, project to uh, an Apache license. I don't. I suppose it's not giving it away, but it's like releasing it to uh, to be relicensed under Apache. Uh, so or Apache, I suppose it's actually really, isn't it? Uh, so I'll, I'll be honest, I don't understand a hundred percent what the, uh, what that, what the effect of that is. Does that mean that anybody who wants to, um, implement this codec in their own program can do it without, without like licensing fees? Well, it, it, it depends what the terms of the license are. The, the bit I didn't understand is who actually, who actually uses ALAC and in what context? Because you don't buy well, Alac, do you? Uh, one key thing, Apple use it for their um, airport, uh, what's it called? AirTunes. Um, okay. Wireless streaming of music from their devices to other devices that they, they make. They convert any sound to Alac and then it's um, changed at the other end, converted at the other end to go into speakers or whatever it's going into. So that's maybe that has something to do with it. Not sure. Um, I don't know who else might use that codec because you have FLAC, which is already free and already well supported in other areas, but Apple don't support that directly. Okay. Can anyone explain what it is that the Apache license will do and how will it change things? I, I was just trying to grab that information. I, I'll be honest; I don't know the Apache license. Is it? Isn't it quite an open license, uh, rather than being, or is it quite restrictive? I, I think the Apple. I, if my memory serves me correctly, please don't consider this to be the statement on the fact. But I believe the Apache license is considered open in terms of access, but not open not truly free in the way that the um, FSF would would want a, a free license to be free. So um, I, I'm, saying here, I'm saying the key line for me here, the Apache Software Foundation is still trying to determine if this version of the Apache license is compatible with the GPL. So it's it, it's probably, you know what I mean, if you're, if you're going to use this for anything which is actually going to make money, you should probably probably ask somebody who knows exactly what they're doing. You know who, know who knows what they're doing about exactly what it is. That's, That's probably a better way. Um, it allows you to advice. freely download and use the Apache software in whole or part. It forbids you from redistri redistributing without proper attribution using any marks owned. It requires you to include a copy of the license and provide clear attribution. It does not require you to include the source of the Apache software itself or any modifications you've made to you, it. You, you, you must retain the source in any derivative works that you distribute. Do you have to license the work that uses it using the same license? No. I don't think so. You, you, but you, you don't have to, to return it. changes, yeah. You just need to tag it on and say, this was under that, but my whole thing's under this. So in that respect, it's quite open in that you don't have to then, your software doesn't then have to be Apache licensed um, following on from that. Maybe. That that seems to be the way it looks to me. Well, anyway, so that's uh, that's Apple releasing Alac to the Apache license. I think maybe we should come back to that in a month or two's time when the ramifications are, are through. Maybe we see 
what some software and hardware guys might be deciding to do with it. So I think that's a good idea, but it's good to put it in the news now and say, you know, this it, is something that has happened. It's definitely a piece of news, isn't it? And to be honest, though, this kind of smacks to me a little bit of a, um, a company <coughs> who wants to try and, you know, Apple are aware that there's there's been some attacks about Apple and it's kind of a relationship with free software and the such. And this strikes me as being a bit of a sort of, um, you know, a bit of a we want to get some favor in this world so let's open something on a on a more permissive license than usual but in reality this is a fairly trivial unused item and the such well we'll see we'll see i think it i think apple always tend to do something for a really good reason and i wouldn't be surprised if it's something to do with uh with air tunes and streaming audio over wireless networks but that's Ooh, uh let's see that what would happens be cool Let's yeah. see what happens in the next couple of months because maybe some really interesting stuff will come out of it. Let's see. That, uh, let's that would on. be really cool. You, you want, oh, on. okay, Adam. All right. All right, Adam. I, I was just thinking, you know, we, we there's been lots of rumors of Apple TV recently and this could be one of the... something in the enabling feature there. We should move on, though. Uh, the Resolution Awards 2011 winners. Um, here you go. This is a... Res- awards for people for doing things. I always think it's fun to look at awards. Maybe we should have our own awards at some point, just for fun. I don't know if you... The Audio Podcast Awards. Yeah, we call them tappies. How about that? I'd like that. That'd be nice. Oh, the tappy for the person who's not always sitting down there now. Oh, he's back. Uh, he's back. I'm completely with the tappies. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. With the tappies. Maybe we'll have our own awards then. We should issue them at some crazy time, though, so we don't have to compete with other people's awards. April 17th. Okay, then. April 17th, next year, will be the Tappy Awards Ceremony. What day is April 17th, Adam? Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, <laughs> Julius calendar search. Is that going to be like Easter birthday? Sunday or something? Isn't that your birthday? It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Oh, so that's pretty close then. Cool. We can do that. Anyway, though, the Resolution Awards, the, the door winner is Avid Pro Tools 9, which obviously is now replaced by Pro Tools 10. <laughs> so there we go. I thought that was a great award. Uh, desk controller, the SSL Nucleus. I've, I've never used one of those, actually. There you go. I feel this is going well. All right, I'm <laughs> going to cut to something I have played with recently. There's, an, there's some more SSL in there, actually. Not that we've used that, but... Well, you might have done, but... In the um, interface, the SSL Maddie X8. So SSL doing well. Oh, this is how I spotted the story. The plug-in award winner is the um, Earcams Spat. Ah, wow. Very... There you go, so... That... How old is Spat? Oh, it's very old, isn't it? But obviously, well, no, it must have but... a new version because they're they, obviously we talked not about it. A few, about it was it was quite a few weeks ago. We talked about they had a whole. Well, it wasn't that they had a whole new series of VSC plugins out, and Spat is still like like now exists as VSC. Oh, that's right. Yep, I rem- I remember that. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good, and all that, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. I think that's a fun. Um, the 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 winner in the process category was the Universal Audio UAD two satellite, which I also believe we've talked about. But I'm still never to find an actual user of this kind of kit in the real world. Is anybody else? <laughs> Just asking. Is it something that costs like five thousand pounds? So no one we know is going to actually have that, are they? I guess not. Well, yeah, because it's. On paper, I understand why you have it. It's like you get a whole load of horsepower off your computer on a nice fast burst. It's nice and responsive. Yes, 
okay. But at the same point, I don't, I don't recently recall ever being in a situation where I ran out of processing power on my fairly old dual-core MacBook. So anybody who's running something recent surely isn't running out of processing, especially if you... I'm, I don't know. To continue the cynical note on this, I mean, um, what other external processors are there which this Universal Audio one could be competing against for this award? <laughs> I'm sure there's something. I just off the top of my head, it's not really coming to mind though. Oh, there's that Kaima thing. Is that is how you say it? Is that Kaima? Yeah, something like That's like the same thing that you like. You you patch your thing. And it, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't there know. Are, I, yeah, I can think of another, but I can't remember what it's called because it's one of those things that. People use it, really like it. I've heard good things about it. Never seen one. So I feel that we're probably in agreement with the Resolution Awards 2011 and their uh, winners. Oh, yeah, no I, I'm on the fence. I don't mind. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm ambivalent. Okay. Let, let's move on. I'm, I'm just going to move us on. Here's one that we're... Well, you might have some opinions on. We alluded to its... Uh, to its well, the beta availability and Mac Six has actually now been released. That's it. Yep, this time last week it was still in beta, but now it's it's there. It's out. It's available, and Adam Yance looks very excited about this. What have you got to say? Oh Adam? man, I mean, <laughs> I, I've downloaded it, but I haven't actually installed it yet. Good work, because uh, because it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know how to do my audio research, um, <laughs> but it looks blinking good, doesn't it? It does actually look really good. Well, last week I said that I I said exactly what you said about the beta. I've downloaded it, but not used it. So I made a concerted effort to actually have a play with Max Six. So I've spent a couple of hours patching to see what would happen. I yeah, I quite like it. It's good. the The pop up menu thing where you used to have just a little icon of an eye that would pop up for the inspector, and now you've got up to six different menu options on there. That's the circular menu thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. It works quite nicely when you want to use it, but it also gets in the way when you don't want to use it because if you want to click just next to one of your objects, if you hover over the wrong place on the way to that point, then you end up clicking on the menu because it's quite a lot larger than that little pop-up eye which used to be there. And that used to get in my way as well, but then I got used to it being yeah. there. So I know I'll, I'll get used to it. Thing, that, that, that's, that's not that much of a change. I used to trip over that all the time too. But the only thing that's happened is it's now bigger. Like, so we've all got used to it being there, and we don't fall over it anymore. But it now it's like tripled in size, so we're going to be falling over it for a while. But you know, yeah. it's really handy, and the the attributes UI object is seems really good. And there are a couple of things that I'm very interested. Well, I mean, I think we should cover the audio side because they've basically they've gone to 64-bit audio. For that means it's going to sound better. Um, yeah, and actually it might sound as good as Super Collider. Ooh. I don't know. We don't have Alex Harker here, so that's good. We don't have to fall into that. Oh, yeah, I forgot to check out the, um, the new... Because the, they've, they've changed Cycle Tilde, haven't they? Cycle Tilde has been increased. Up-resolution. Up it's bigger. Let, let, let's try and keep it one at a time, but I'm, uh, I'm absolutely right. certain that the, uh, the war between Super Collider and Max will continue to exist, regardless Rage. of the... You know, the unquantifiable quality issues, as they say. Something I liked from the audio, audio point of view, I thought, was the, um, the separate gains on each patch now. 
Oh yeah, that's another great thing. A little mix of things pop up. Yeah, yep. I, I thought that was awesome. At the same point, I think it encourages lazy, lazy programming. But nonetheless, I did think it was actually pretty awesome as a. I, I as think, a feature. but I, I, I think it'll be so much more useful than thinking that it'll be lazy to not build in a little volume thing into your own patch. I think it'll be so incredibly useful because you shouldn't have to think about doing that kind. Of, that's like really boring to have to do it should be in the patcher because then it just becomes a lot easier to do the other thing i'm interested in is the the new project um way the projects are organized and it i think that max has needed this for a while mm. but um it, it looks to me like projects are going to be properly encapsulated within themselves so that there's not like tripping over um multiple things with the search path and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Sam, have you had a, a chance to have a look at the projects? No, I'm quite interested. I, this, this is news to me. I haven't noticed this feature. What Can you tell well, me more about it, what it is? I, I saw it on the website when I was looking through the other day. Um, and I'll be honest, I can't remember the real specific details. I, I think um, if my memory serves me correctly, it's it, it's it's very similar to the idea of a project in something like Xcode or Eclipse. So you can kind of say, load in this project, and that will pull you in the related bits of JavaScript, the related audio files, any sort of text that you're pulling into a coal object or any of that sort of material is all kind of brought in. So rather than having, rather than like with the old Max 5 system, which was you kind of kept it all together and hoped it stayed together and you, you inevitably ended up with duplicated material here, I think it's gonna, it manages things in a much more sensible way. Well, this is what it says on the website, uh, Max Project. Organize and manage complex projects with a new project window. Create project-specific search paths and load actions and easily share Max projects with your collaborators and friends. So I think it sounds to me like they're, they're kind of trying to... They're, they're thinking more about projects and less about like overall search paths, that kind of thing. Project-specific think... project Max um, search path sounds like a really good idea because I'm... Mean, I don't like having all kinds of random stuff in the search path all the time. And so sometimes I'll avoid patches that have dependencies on things for that reason. I'll say, oh, I can't be bothered with that because if I, if I start looking at this one project that uses this stuff, then that stuff's going to be hanging around for everything and I'd rather not have that. So to be able to have a search path which is specific to a project and then doesn't get used the rest of the time, that'd be great. Yeah, definitely I, I do think, though, from my point of view, if you want to, this idea of collaborating and with friends and stuff like that, it, for me, I'd, I'd really like to see some sort of version control integration, which I don't, I don't think there is version control in there. And trying to version max patches with other version control software is really quite messy at the moment, just because they're not specialized for it and so much of the stuff, you know, a, a single relocation of an object on the screen prompts a, a massive amount of change in the, you know, a lot of change in the code, which isn't necessarily, you know, it's problematic at the moment. So, but that, that's maybe something they can they look to add in, or it might be it might be that I'm the only person who is interested in that, in which case they won't, and that's fair enough as well. It's their choice. So, can I add another negative thing I have noticed okay. is um, with loading up um, loading up old projects, old Max patches into Max six, um, and it's the same thing did happen when we went from four to five. Is so going from four to five, and with this. You've, you've got your max patch and it fits in the window and you've sized your window for the interface and it's all there perfectly. And then when you jump up a, a level, so now we've gone into six, they've changed the 
amount of stuff around the edge of the patch of window so that now a little scroll bar appears <coughs> where there wasn't one before. And you've got this little 10 pixels of up and down scroll, which seems unnecessary and just kind of makes your nicely made max patches kind of a little bit, a little bit wrong. I don't, I don't know why, why that is the case. It's a bit annoying. I'm sure I'll get over it, but it, I did notice it. And also um, my most recent big projects using a um, lot of JIT.gl objects to build the interface. And the rendering of those, the ordering of them, which is which is being managed by myself, like it is being set specifically, but it seems to come out in a different order. Things are not quite, things are behind things that they should be on top of. And it works perfectly fine in Max 5, the same patch in Max 6. Is that an OpenGL right. thing? Because it might have something to do with using a new version of OpenGL in the operating system. Don't know. Yeah, it might Don't do. Know. I mean, it's yeah. I, I I confess to being fairly ignorant as to what's going on with GL. I've I've I made it work, and now it doesn't work. So I'll have to just keep working in Max Five for now because I can't bother work. You know, it works in Max Five. I'm happy with that. So the cool. the the other kind of big cool feature in in Max Six seemed to be the the Gen environment that they've added into it as well now, which doesn't appear to come. Does it come with? The Max. I mean, as a Max 5 user, if I download new Max 6, do I get Gen straight into that? I'm trying to work that out on the website, and I can't really tell. No, I, I, I think I think for the um, for the 30 day trial, it will come with it, but yeah. it is a separate price thing. I think it's yeah. what is it? It's about three hundred dollars for Max 6, and then you're looking at more like an extra two hundred dollars to get Gen as well. Yeah, we, yeah. I, yeah. So it's all in the same in the same download. And it's just activated by whichever kind of serial number license you get. Yeah. Oh, well, that actually throws up the other stupid question. As a Max 5 user, do I have to... Is there an upgrade cost to Max there 6? Is, there's an upgrade. Oh. And also there is um, academic pricing hey. as well. So any academic people can get academic upgrades if they have five already. So it lowers the cost quite significantly. Yeah, if, yep. you're, if you have Max 5 and you just want Max 6... You're looking at $199 as an upgrade. That's that's full price, non non discounted. And if you want it with Gen as well, you're looking at $249. So you save $50, $50 with that one there. <laughs> that's respectable. I think. Well, how old is Max Five now? I'm saying, can somebody? 2008, I think. Yeah. So that's a fairly good. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. If you're, uh, yeah, if you compare that to the Pro Tools people who are on their second upgrade of the year, second payable upgrade of the year, I think that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> Go yeah, cycling Pro Tools wasn't like that before. That's a, I'm, I'm amazed that there's a Pro Tools 10 already. We, we talked about Pro Tools 10 last week, and I'm, I, I they're doing a Firefox. That's what they're doing. No, no, Firefox think... 400 next year. It's going to be great. Firefox 400. Yeah, that's very true. We came to the conclusion that Pro Tools 10 was a good one. So there you go. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to our next item, which oh. is Automap 4.1. And Released. Automap, I'm, I guess we're, we're talking Novation here when we're talking Automap, aren't we? Indeed so, yep. yeah. Automap 4.1 is released. There you go. There we are. Graham Booth will like that. <laughs> as, as I'm sure other people in the world will as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, Graham. Yeah, it so... looks really cool. It looks like a really useful thing. I personally have no have no uh, performance context that it's useful for, but I can see that being really handy if you have a lot of gear, particularly. 
But then you have to have certain Novation products to use it, don't you? That's yeah. the whole point is it's integrated into the control surfaces that you get with Novation. So you still have to have one of those products. But it's good that if you do buy a product, so you've got your physical piece of hardware there, that they are inc incrementing the software, which enables it to interface with new software. So as the new software is coming out, the interface between that and your hardware controller is getting updated all the time. That's true. Well, they, they are suggesting, well, it says that it supports the Nocturne, which was, the, was that not the original automap piece, like USB interface, if I remember correctly? The Nocturne's been around quite a few years. That, that's that's as much as I can add to that. But I think it, I'm saying Automap was launched in 2006, so I think the Nocturne is pretty much the original piece. I'm saying that's a good, good, good kind of hardware spot there. I I think I I likewise don't use Automap actually, but I've seen it used and I've always been impressed with the quality of of it and how it you know it does do what you would think it would do. It works very well in those sort of terms. So. And it is a free download. It's not they're not selling this. This is something which you can download for free. So if it's useful to you, they're not expecting you to pay out, which is good. Cool. Um Shall we go on to the next thing? Yeah, more free stuff. Well, kinda of free stuff. Okay, I haven't read this. I'm gonna I'm loading it now. Fair enough. <laughs> so native instruments, the machine or machine micro, if you buy either before the end of the year, then you get an expansion free. Okay. Or two expansions free if you go for machine. That's right, yeah. So, it, it's what it what is, is free machine stuff if you buy something? What, what actually is it? I I haven't seen this before. It is the all-in-one Groove Production Studio. Ooh, wow! I I just read that off the uh, off the page. Website. I was just about to say, wow! It doesn't sound like you just read it off the website. <laughs> but I'm at the website as well, so you know who who am I to talk? Actually, well, while we talk about this and while I get the impression that nobody else had read this story apart from me, that gives me the opportunity to say that if you wanted to see the notes that we're reading off, they are available online at wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk. So you can just go grab them there. Um, and it is a wiki, so if you want to like vandalize it in a productive and helpful way, that would be fair enough as well. Yeah, if you were to add stories, but I mean, if you would... We'd have to hit refresh to see anything that you added. That's the other thing with it. I mean, so you can't add any, but if you, you know, if you wanted to like add additional detail, or you felt that we added something and it was, well, you know, what I mean, feel free. There you go. So have we all read the story now. Well, we we we've read it. It's actually it's actually hardware. I thought it was just software. <laughs> that looks that looks nice. That looks uh, sharp. N nice work, Adam. That, that's all. That's all I got to say on it. It looks sharp. There's moments like this where I think we really inspire confidence amongst our listeners. My, I, I think that's probably my favorite. If we didn't have to name the shows beforehand, Adam, then this show would almost certainly have been entitled "Oh, it's hardware." That. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can still change it. You know, we live in a free world, and it's a wiki and all of this kind of stuff. Let me just let everyone know that I, I literally was asked by Scott to do this an hour before the show and in between then and now I've been editing my website and eating some dinner so I haven't had time to really look at uh, the content. I apologise. Adam, we are, we are always grateful for your for your time with us on these shows. It's, uh, I hope our listeners appreciate the sacrifice you make to impart your wisdom on these matters. Yeah, yeah. I'll be sending a a bill. 
Sure, that's fantastic. Send it to anybody you want to. That's no worries at all. It's um. I have, I have taken the time with this brief diversion to uh, to read through the machine thing, and you know it looks really cool. It looks like something really really useful, and the integration with native software looks really really useful. I think if if I was going down this road, which I sometimes like to go down, but never do it in any kind of professional spending money kind of way, this would be a good way to go. So in in a non sales pitch. Uh, kind of way I'm giving this my thumbs up without having tried it thanks Adam for your silent thumbs up in the background <laughs> but you know, the, only, the only thing that native instruments need to do is stop using flash guys 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 one at a time one at a time Scott you go first just having the software and the hardware coming from the same place like this in in a in an environment where you're going to be doing stuff live is really nice it's it, it presumably and hopefully it will reduce all sorts of kind of problems that will come up in your live performance environment having the software and hardware running natively i think presumably yes or no adam stunned the entire group all right i'll i'll, I'll just shut up now adam did you have something to say as well no well it was <laughs> No, don't worry about it. It was just about the website and the fact it still uses Flash heavily. So it's a bit of a frustration to use. Oh, well, yeah. Not nearly as important as Scott's. Yeah, yeah. As my wild generalizations based on no experience. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> so uh, this is... I, I wanted to mention this, actually, because um, basically... There's a new alliance. Um, if you're a Pro Tools user, um, you almost certainly are aware of the very, of uh, Pro Tooler blog. We uh, we we've referenced Pro Tooler blog a couple of times, and Pro Tooler the Pro Tooler blog has actually aligned itself with the Air Users blog and the Pro Tools for Media blog, and have created Pro Tools Expert, which is a new a combined effort between the three organizations um, to provide additional Pro Tools support. So. I think that's that's pretty cool. I wanted I felt that as we have taken, you know, well, I'm I'm sure everybody's aware we've spoken about them all independently and now they have a joint thing. I thought we just pointed out it'd be a great resource for people. Um especially as uh, Avid actually laid off some some staff in the last couple of weeks didn't they as well. So I think from from the old digi design side of things. So I think this is it's all kind of interrelated. If you're a Pro Tools user, if you if you're a Pro Tools user on a regular basis, I'm not just covering it like we do for media stuff, then you're probably more aware of those situations anyway, but there you go. It's kind of fun. There doesn't seem to be much on this website at the moment, though. So. Well, no, it's new. Oh, yes. A good observation, <laughs> sir. Would you say that's a good reason for us to cover it as a news item? Um, it'd be new. Um, yeah. I think that it'd be new and relevant to audio technology and techniques, seeing as that's kind of their, their forte here. I, I think so. Awesome stuff. Is that an answer? Yeah, that's fair know. enough. Let, let's go on. Let's go on. Uh, jam tracks. Uh, jam tracks are releasing covers now. And oh, this is jam tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And the covers they they they're releasing Beatles covers. How about that? Wow. Who would have thought about it? <laughs> uh, are these covers? I'm not familiar with jam tracks. Are these covers just? being sent in by, by people. Does anybody know? I have no Nobody. idea. Scott? Hewitt? 
Hello? Well, <laughs> well, what's the deal? What's this all about? I, I just find I'm, these I'm stories. About. Was, is that the, the empty, silent sound of us all reading the internet at the same yes. time? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, this is this has gone really well here. There's I, no about page on this website. That's yes, our problem. There is. Oh yes, there, there is. is. No, they're, they're, they're backing tracks. They're backing tracks that you can play that you can play along to, aren't they? So oh, okay. you, you, you can get a song and they come like you get it without guitar or without bass or without drums or without vocals. Oh. And, um, all this sort of stuff. They're you know at various difficulty levels are available. They're like two one ninety nine each. That's you that's pound pricing there, Sterling. Um, and they have loads of stuff. I'm just thinking, uh, anybody got a favorite Beatles song? A day oh, in the line. Probably. What, what was that there? A day in the line. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. I'll see, if, I'll see if I can find this, but I think it's... I'm, I'm on an iPad here, and these things tend to get this, awkward. This site is pretty content-heavy. It's taking a while to load on this. I think, I think that's, that's also slowing us all down a bit. Every time you click, you have to wait a bit for it to load there. There's no... Well, it's, no. It's, there's loads of stuff there, basically. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm giving up loading it, because it is taking ages. Um, and there's <laughs> audio file, audio samples available, so you can give it a listen. If you're happy, you can go and buy it, which is kind of cool. And... It seems to be fairly comprehensive. There's Beatles tracks here that I'm not actually that that I'm not aware of, so I thought that was kind of cool. You know, as a yeah, I like it. It's kind of fun. Um, I think these are they're, they're planning on doing more and more covers now. This is the kind of you know the Beatles is obviously a big starting name though, so they, that's what they've used as the launch, which makes sense, which is cool. So that's a uh, jamtrackcentral.com. I think it's, it's a great idea. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's cool. I like it. Cool. Shall we, uh, shall we go on to our final item of the day? Yes. I think we should do, because I, I wasn't really feeling there was any insightful remarks coming there. To be so our final one of the day is um, there is a project to get, well, there is a formal project to get Fruity Loops onto Android. Um. What I love the most about this is the fact that the, the page actually, the, the main text on the page is, will FL Studio Mobile be available on Android? Follow the progress here. So, Well, it's, uh, having read it, it's uh, an early project. It says that um, the development has started. However, please do not expect a release version in the near future because there's a long way to go. But... Uh, I, I mean, partly because there, there probably aren't that many Android, like proper Android tablets out there, but they've got a video of it running on the Motorola Zoom. So, well, remember, this is it isn't just for a tablet, it's for Android on any platform. And you've got to remember, there's a lot of Android handsets out there now in terms of choice and in terms of physical numbers. So, and this, this, the project started in June 2011, and the update, the reason it's in the news now is that they've put out an October update and they say that the screen resolutions have been dealt with so my, well, my... part of the other question as well is that what are what are the competitions here what else is running things like fl studio on android well i think the answer to that is not very much because android exactly. traditionally well ios turned ios turned up and had a surprisingly robust and low latency audio engine in there ready to go and set up whereas android mm. just hasn't so they need to, you know, I mean, they're basically here, you know, work is continuing on the low latency audio engine. So 
Adam, Adam, did you want to contest the something that was said about the iOS there? Well, well, actually, Scott was making a uh, a comparison with Android, and he's probably right. But um, it, it's there are some really good features in iOS for audio programming and different levels that you can start at, depending on how complicated you want to um, get with the kind of functionality you need. But it can be very complicated if you're not used to like real like low level C audio programming. It can get very kind of tricky and dicey and uh, a bit confusing. Um, but, but yes, that's uh, that's probably that's probably right that there's more maturity on the iOS audio uh, side of things. To to qualify my statement, perhaps it it it's from perceived perceived things, and also from my own handling. Um, having a early generation iPod Touch, I remember you know with those kind of keyboards that you know like kind of play piano keyboards that came out, you could hit a key and it was pretty much you know it was it was playable, it was fine. Whereas even on a uh, even on a current Android phone that doesn't seem to be the, the the experience yet. There's still a discernible delay between hitting the key and a sound coming, especially under certain circumstances. If the Android device is doing something else, then that, that lag becomes more noticeable, as you would expect. Is that to do with Android being... It's based around a kind of version of Java, a flavor of Java, isn't it? I, I think Google are keen to stress that's not the case, but yes, I think it is. Well, <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, it, it's kind of known that that's more just trying to. Find I think the, the courts around. are in the process of uh, refining that uh, for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, it's there, isn't it? I, I think it's what what I find particularly interesting about this story is the fact that they they've, they basically came out. Somebody's beeping. Stop beeping. They, they, they basically came out, and I, I think it's interesting that they've obviously wanted to respond to, to user feedback, which has been people have been saying, why can't I do this on Android? And they've obviously, one presumes they tried to go to Android, discovered they couldn't, and felt that the obstacles were so significant that this was the only approach they could take. Because I, I, I think this is a great approach for user, you know. This is a great approach. It's very clear, isn't it? You can see... You can see where they are. You can see what the problems are. It's an—I I don't know if their low latency audio engine is is an open source project. Um, if they're going to—if it's going to be included in Android or whether it's just only going to be included in their app. But you know, it's nice do, to be able. Do to you see think what that JavaScript might be a better way to go? Because I read an article today on Ars Technica that there's a new um, uh, a video rendering or video playback system that's that's running on javascript which is actually very good performance considering mm. I, I don't know no not for when you're talking about low latency audio stuff though you're definitely looking at kind of like kernel you know kernel level and hardware abstraction level stuff aren't you so surely you want to you you want to write in something that can be compiled down to that sort of level well yeah. of course you have to you have to think that apple have brought in um, you know, iOS and um, macOS have a big overlap. So, you know, they've had low latency audio in macOS for years. So to to get that working on iOS is about um, optimization and making sure that you use the resources properly. But you have a, a good low-level basis for it, whereas 
with Android, it'll be slightly different. There isn't like a, a real proper desktop um, equivalent to to Android. So that's probably why it's a lot harder to get things running, really getting good performance from audio and other things like, like that. And audio is very actually very hard to do on a computer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. Well, I think we've made it towards the end of our uh, towards the end of the content. Unless anybody had anything they wanted to add there, um, no, we've 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 run a long time, and I, 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 yeah, it'll keep. I'm sure it'll come up again. Okay, cool. Um, so let let's have a look where we are. So I, I've put a piece of plunder in at the end here, just because um, it, it's it's a piece of music, but it isn't really music tech related. But I'm going to mention it anyway because I'll do that. So quickly, um, as my piece as the piece of plunder, I got a. A gentleman called David Rovix, who is uh, a kind of, I, I think, a great musician, definitely a great songwriter, and he writes these kind of um, highly charged, very current political songs. Um, th- this is his kind of uh, tribute to the ongoing Wall Street protests and the Occupy Wall Street, and now we have Occupy, you know, down in down in London as well, London Stock Exchange and stuff. And I, I think they're great songs, and I wanted to just, you know, kind of promote a his material but b also promote the issues because i think the issues are really important so i'm kind of sabotaging our end of our show with a tenuous link i hope you don't mind that's fine that is fine it it is indeed an awesome tune actually so i would suggest uh, giving it a listen but everybody can obviously hit the link we could actually play it in the youtube video in here couldn't we but i at that point i think my bandwidth will fall apart so i'm not going to dare do that uh, don't forget if you um, you can subscribe to the podcast feed so if you're not here for the live show and you want to subscribe then uh theaudiopodcast.co.uk will get you there. You can take it in iTunes, um, on your Android device, anything you want to, which is always fun. If you um, have any complaints about Adam um, or anybody else... <laughs> oh, okay. Or yeah, let's else. highlight Adam. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, oh, yeah, or, just because he's at the beginning of the alphabet. Or, or Scott McLaughlin, who is not actually there, who, who's no, literally he, left. He's, he's gone for his tea. Did he go for tea? Is that what he... Oh, that is unbelievable. Yeah. So if if you want to complain about Scott's departure premature, then um, you could tweet about that um, at the audio podcast. Or if you want to send us an email, show at theaudiopodcast.co.uk. If you send us mean and nasty things, we probably won't reply. If you send us positive things, we might reply. But we do take your feedback very seriously, I think. Okay. We take everything very seriously. Clearly, as you can yeah, tell by this. You can really tell that in the presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just don't know what you're saying there. I I just I feel hurt by those remarks. Anyway, we're we are now definitely wasting people's time because we've well, let's just say all of the productive stuff we're going to talk about is now is now done. I think would we agree with that? I think so. So I'm I'm going to say um my, my name was Scott Hewitt. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure. I've been hosted for well I've been joined for this audio podcast by Scott McCarlin, <laughs> Sam Freeman. And Adam Yan. Yeah.